I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Well, we're starting to get a little bit of coolness here in Atlanta. I'm in sweater. I'm in sweater. You got a sweater on in Florida. That's a rarity. It's got to be a rarity. It must be below 60 or something down there. Right? It is right now. It'll get <laughs> mid-60s today, but in the 40s this morning. So. Uh, that's ridiculous. All right, episode 153, uh, using SWOT analysis to grow your business. And so we were talking a little offline. So, so what is SWOT and, and a little twist on it and other ways that you can use SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, and, and kind of a couple twists on it. So I'll start the first part that says, you know, SWOT analysis, that's an acronym, stands for strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats. So the idea going, we've learned this back in business school, right, um, which would be, you know, you take a look at your business or yourself, or you can apply it to anything. That's the other thing anything we're talking really, about. Yeah. yeah. But let's say you look at your business or your own personal career, right? What are your strengths? What do you do really well? Uh, what's working for you? Um, what are your weaknesses? What aren't working for you? What, what could you improve or overcome? And then threats could be threats to your company, right? What's, what's, who's your competition and what are they doing? And the opportunities would be, you know, what should I be doing to help grow my business, right? And one of the things that um, I've seen done, which you kind of alluded to already, where if you divide it in half, you get strengths and opportunities on one side, weaknesses on, and threats on the other side. And so you could say on the left side is what's working, on the right side is what's not, or, you know, or, or what's helpful or what's harmful, and you can divide them that way. I think uh, um, there was something that uh, long ago in sales, that was called the Ben Franklin close. And that's what you did is you put the positives on one side and the negatives on one, on the other side. Of course, if you were doing it in front of a customer, you'd have 15 positives on the left side and, uh, and then two negatives on the right side. However, the reality is to this is, is what you're looking for is uh, when you're using this to grow your business, you've, you've, you've come, you've come up to an obstacle. And perhaps it's the end of the year now and you're looking at the last year. So this might be a really good time to look at, you know, SWOT analysis of the last 11 months and say, okay, you know, what, what was the best things we were doing? Strengths, opportunities. What, you know, what are the things that we can look forward to over the coming months? What did we really screw up on? You know, what were the weaknesses? Where were the areas where we just didn't like meet expectations with our clients, with our employees, with, with our bankers, you know, all the different things, investors, you know, all of those things, where, where were we weak? And one of the biggest threats to our business in the next year, um, in 2020, nobody could have predicted going into 2020 that COVID was going to be a threat to their business. So perhaps you say, okay, what are threats? Well, now we have to consider, you know, it's funny, um, for years on the insurance policy, um, it, um, it actually has always have, has always had the word pandemic in there. And, you know, as one of the exclusions and it's like, nobody ever thought anything of it. Sure, sure, um, sure. And, but it's there. Well, why is it there? Because insurance companies think ahead. <laughs> they look at they threats, right? They look at threats. And a, <laughs> a pandemic is certainly a threat. That's pretty good. So, so, and, and what brought this up too, I was reading this uh, earlier this week, uh, Coca-Cola stock, you know, Coca-Cola company, Coca-Cola beverages, and how they had used SWOT analysis and some of their decisions, that, and they use it repeatedly. And, and one of the ones was talking about, uh, I think this might have been back in 2015, 14, I, I get the years, but you know, Coca-Cola, it's, it's Coke, right? It's Coke and it's Diet Coke and Sprite and those kind of sugary carbonated beverages. And they were doing a SWOT analysis and 
their threats or their weaknesses, right? What wasn't working was they didn't have any of the, the healthy waters, right? They didn't have healthy waters, you know, the waters that have, I got Propel in here, right? They didn't have any of that stuff. So that was, then they, they bought one of those companies. They didn't have the, the fruity vegetables. I think that's what they used to buy Snapple. I think Coca-Cola bought Snapple. I think it was Coke. Um, yeah, they, at the time, they, Snapple, when they bought Snapple, it was a, just such a, an alternate beverage. It was a tea, but yeah. it, was, it, had, it had lots of sugar, which, it, you know, Coke's in the addiction business. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And they like drinks with sugar in it. And so Snapple was a really good fit in their business model. And Snapple was killing it in the alternate beverage market at the time. So, right. so they used SWOT analysis to identify some of the alternate beverages they didn't have. Because what are the strengths that Coca-Cola has is the distribution network. If we can take another drink and sell it to all our distributors, right? We take Snapple, that's just pretty regional type of business. We put it in our distribution network and now we're selling 10 times more Snapple just because of our distribution, our strength, right? So it's really a neat article how Coca-Cola will use SWOT analysis to analyze, you know, what are, what are their weaknesses and how do they take advantage of that? So a little twist on that was talking about, and, and we talked about this before, so strengths, instead of uh, overcoming your weakness, spend more time on your strengths, right? So the idea is whatever your strengths are, whatever you're doing well, spend 90% of your time on those strengths. Whatever you're, whatever you're good at, that's what you should be good at. You and I talk about this when we coach uh, business owners, right? Their strength might be in sales, and now all of a sudden they're stuck in the office, right? They're, they're doing some administrative tasks. No, no, no. That's your weakness. So, so here's the second part. The weakness are things that we should be delegating or hiring out, right? That, that if you grew your business because you're a great sales guy, don't stop being a great sales guy. That, that's, your, that's your strength, right? So spend 90% of your time doing your sales and we can hire a human resource person or a controller or outsources to, to in Sparity or one of these uh, outsource HR companies for the smaller. So the and twist on it comes. No, no, go ahead. Your time. I was just saying, the twist is, instead of just, hey, let's just do a SWOT, it's more like, let's focus on it. So the strengths, I want to do 90% of my time doing that. The weaknesses, I want to uh, uh, hire out or outsource or delegate. And then the last would be like your last two, the threats. We're looking at our threats and use those as, you know, what are the risks, but also can those turn into opportunities? If, if I'm bad at customer service, you mentioned that earlier, well, maybe I could turn customer service into, that's an opportunity for me to improve my business and keep people sticking around and get them to have you know, more share of the wallet. And then the opportunities, you then prioritize the opportunities last and say, out of these opportunities, which one will help my business the most in, in 2022? Yeah, no, let's say you're great at sales. I, I'm just going to use an example, but you're really yeah. bad at follow-up. Um, which on my Colby, Colby is a, you know, a, a way to get tested of how you work. Great tool to know about yourself, but um, I'm really bad on follow-up. Well, so you, knowing my strengths would be in, this, in sales and uh, vision and, and clarity, um, my weakness being in follow-up, this is where you can look at saying, okay, that's a weakness. Now, I'm not going to work on that weakness. Um, as Homer Simpson said, excuse me for having tremendous flaws that I never work on. Um, but in, in a similar way, the point there would, would be, okay, how can I get an assistant to do, to make me more effective in my follow-up? Why? Because if I don't, the threat is that my, you know, my customers will go to my competitors. There's other threats that, you know, um, I'll let some of the best deals fall through my hands. So you, you look at this as a, you know, as a way of saying, okay, 
how can I make this thing better by looking at that that weakness in your you know whatever it is, and then you know what what steps can I take to turn that into a strength without me doing it? Because you're not you don't really want to focus on your own weaknesses so that you just have pretty good weaknesses. You want to that's what uh, that's what an employer does. You fill in the spots where you're weak. Um, that's what an entrepreneur does. You 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 focus on your strengths and where you're weak. Fill it in. Let someone else do it, delegate it, like you just said, um, and then there's ways to rate your day. We talked about we've talked about that many times, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say that because because I really think uh, this is a great you know end of the year type task to do and do the SWOT analysis, but but I think that's one of the weaknesses of business owners is that they fall out of their strengths that that that, that they they fall into their weaknesses. Hey, I got to work on my weakness, or I don't want to be in sales anymore. I, I'm too old to be in sales. Well, it just might be your, your God-given talent, that you're really good with people, right? That you're really good with building relationships and, and you need to keep doing that, right? And, and that's your, most of our business owners have a really good skill, right? They're either really good people, people like really good salespeople or they're technical skills, right? They're really good dentists. They're really good engineer, right? So, so that person might be, I'm a really good uh, dentist. I need help marketing, right? I need help closing. I need to have help getting more patients in the door, more butts in seats, right? Then you would say, well, how do we, well, you could also say, well, there are doctors, dentists, I'm just using them as an example again, maybe don't have the best bedside manner. Well, then you could have uh, an assistant, a hygienist, who's just an over the top, super cool, nice personality, right? That can make up for your, your kind of a dull, boring dentist or a dull, boring, you know, uh, orthopedic surgeon. Right. Well, you can make up with your weakness by having an over-the-top gregarious assistant or, or hygienist or nurse that would really help lighten the place up. Right. So this is uh, this is something that just came to mind as you were talking about, like a, a dentist who's a technical. Yeah. They're, they're good at technical sales, so they're great with yeah. a client when they got their hands in your mouth. Okay, but so you're, but they know they're they're seeking a marketing company, and so let's say you're the marketer trying to sell to them. You, you're, there's going to have to be a series of um, educational, like when you talk to them, you're going to have to talk to them from, this is, a, again, knowing, knowing who your customer is, you're going to have to talk to them from a technical level so they can have an understanding of why your marketing is different from your competitors, but, but from a technical level. These are the things we do because they're a technical salesperson now. So they sell based, based around in their mind, uh, I would say more of a math mind because they, they follow specific formats. And so as a, as a salesperson trying to make a sale to them, you're not just going to be able to come in and think they're going to know what you're talking about. And this is it. When people are weak in an area, a lot of times they'll call companies and, and, and they're like, well, why didn't you go with us? And they're like, because I didn't understand how you could actually help me. And it's all boils down to, because sometimes you know so much about what you do and you think your reputation precedes you. And when you're dealing with somebody who's weak in an area, try to go really deep in, in with that, with them and figure out, well, what, you know, what, what do you want to know about, about the marketing aspects? And, you know, well, yeah, the path you're going down is, is I'm going to say you can take this and apply the SWOT analysis to your own marketing capabilities, right? And so in most mistakes, we see weakness in marketing of your own business is that you're talking more technical 
or your expertise or your experience when, so that would be your weakness when your client, your prospect only cares about you solving their problem. Remember, we talk about that all the time would be, how do you solve my problem? What problem do you solve? How do you make my life better or easier or more convenient, right? So, so you can look at your uh, marketing as a whole or your sales channel as a whole and say, it's not doing as well as I wanted it to do. We could do a SWOT analysis on that. What's working, what isn't working? A lot of the weaknesses, we're talking way too much about ourselves and not enough about the problem we solve for Dave or how we're gonna make Dave's life easier. So, so it's neat that you can actually take the SWOT and just apply it to a particular part of your business, right? Yeah, what couldn't you apply it to really when you, when yeah. you really think about it is you, you can use it to grow in any, really any area in your accounting department. You know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities in your accounting department? Well, um, we were looking at a new software and okay, so what are, what are the, what are the threats to that? Okay, let's, let's go back to 2020 COVID. You know how many companies went from um, everybody being in one building where they controlled the servers, they controlled the, right. uh, uh, all the data was in-house and they controlled everything. And then now we're, we're a virtual world and it's like, oh my gosh, what's the biggest threat? Well, there's a lot of threats. Um, ask, ask these companies who are in the cryptocurrency, if there's any threats from being in a virtual world, it, it, I mean, so these are the, you know, you look at your strengths and opportunities and the weaknesses and the threats and fill in all of the areas that, um, you'll never have total certainty. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just this continual process, right? Like yeah. what ends up happening, you do a little SWOT analysis and you figure some things out on a, on your, your business, your life. We talked about that. And then create a little action plan. Hey, what are some, you know, three or four action items we can do to address this? And then really procrastination is, is death, right? So, so part of what we're trying to get you to do is if you write this stuff out on a little piece of paper, it, it, it irritates you and you'll get something done, right? Because procrastination is, is death. Doing nothing about these issues doesn't make them go away, ignoring them. But it's really uh, what I really wanted to get at, too. This is like having your own crystal ball, right? If, if, if you want to know what the outcome of your, the outlook for your business looks like, this is what SWOT analysis is for. If you want to know the outlook of your own personal life, right? You can use this on relationships, on your health. Well, gosh, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds, 10 pounds, whatever it is. Let's do a SWOT analysis. What are my strengths? I like to be active, but I don't like to do, you know, weaknesses. Or I don't like to do weights or, or whatever, right? I don't like to run. Well, you could walk, right? What are the threats? Well, if I don't get better, my blood pressure gets high or yada, yada, yada. You know, what are the opportunities? Well, the opportunities are I could get up a little earlier or have dinner a little later. And then you could put together your own little plan, your own little outline that says, all right, kind of like a New Year's resolution. You know, I'm going I'm to exercise 30 minutes a day. Is that walking? Is that playing, you know, tag with the dogs, you know, going and playing outside with the dogs? Is it, is it getting on the treadmill? Is it going to Orange Theory, right? Some people need somebody else to kind of, you know, hang out with or motivate. That's the whole Peloton. By the way, that's the whole Peloton. Look at, and by the way, look at Peloton, a SWOT analysis on Peloton, right? So Peloton is type, typing into their strengths. So it's the home service, right? Mm -hmm. But their other strength is it's actually, I think they're both live and recorded classes, so there's a communal aspect of Peloton that the old, you know, having just the, the, the stationary bike in your basement may not have been as exciting as having a live, you know, class on your iPad. Now you are participating as if I was in the workout facility. So, it does, so, doesn't it have its own built-in like uh, computer? It's got its own little built-in TV, right? 
And, but it was funny, their threats, if you just notice, they just lowered their price. Uh, they were always selling, you know, uh, maybe it was 500, 600 bucks a month, and they lowered their price to like 300, $400 a month because they saw as a threat that, gosh, we might've priced ourselves a little too high. And now we got it, they penetrated as much as they can for the, for the high end. Now we need to go for a little bit lower. So we're lowering the price point. I think it's 400 bucks a month. I don't quote me on it, but they have definitely lowered their monthly because that was a threat to them was that there are some other people coming in. I don't know if like Nordatrack has one and, and somebody else has these uh, stationary bikes that have live classes and TVs or recorded and they see that as a threat. So we need to lower our price to be a little more price competitive, but I'm, I'm sure they're doing some other stuff, but just- Well, it's, it's been, they, they, they undoubtedly did a SWOT analysis and said, look, our, our business model, um, and by the way, what's a, um, as a copywriter, I look at companies like Peloton, P90X and companies like that. Um, they're more than just a bike sale. You know, they're more than just an online platform. Actually, they're a great marketing company. And you'll notice these great marketing companies, they start out with these really high prices and they get these, these herds of people to come in. But then those herds of people start telling their friends and, you know, and there's this thing that goes out through the market. And then the fringe people who won't buy, they literally go in and survey those people and figure out, okay, so they're looking at the, the weaknesses. Why are those people not buying? And they're like, I ain't going to pay $300 a month for a bike to sit in my house that I'll never use. That's probably what they're thinking anyway. Oh, for $100, I'll buy a, a bike that I'll never use. But, but you know, I mean, the, the, you know for, and that's how they make their sales. Most of those things never get used. Have you ever been on the airplane where you see that, that bike where you can do all the exercise in three minutes? Um, it's like $15,000 bike. Um, I don't know. How, I've never seen anybody who ever had one of those. Uh, but um, it's it, literally, it's in the, all the airplane magazines. I haven't been on an airplane in a couple of years. But uh, anyway, but the, the, that's the point is they, they did their own SWOT analysis and they really look at their weaknesses. It's rare that a company like Peloton or somebody like that would look at their weaknesses and say it's price. Uh, most marketers, most companies, our advice to you is never go down on price. But the other aspect of it is when you're growing, like you're trying to, you know, you're trying to cross and market share. Sometimes that is the thing you have to do, but, but these are giant companies when they face those things. Um, there's a, there's a difference in there, but if you're going to go down a price on the main thing, what are they going to do? Okay. What's our strengths? Well, our strengths are, we have an online platform, a monthly, um, uh, whatever you're called, monthly uh, subscription to these, these exercise things. So if we get them the bike, we want the monthly subscriptions. We want to sell them the weight, the, the protein powders and all the other stuff. But the only right. way to get them this, which is our strength, is to get them in this bike. And so if we, you know, don't make as much money on the bike, then we'll make it over here. So they know their strengths. That is what they're doing. It don't, I mean, what they're doing. That's not to sugarcoat it. Yeah, they make some money on the subscription service and now they're starting to use the weights and supplement. We talked about it with P90X and those guys, whatever that's called, they make more money on, on the, the protein shakes and the protein powders than they do on the actual, you know, P90X workout facility um, stuff. I read that P90X, I mean, talk about strengths. Uh, um, okay, same thing, strengths. Uh, their strength is making money on the protein powder and all that. Um, their acquisition cost per customer is about $210. They sell the product, the, the, the product for all the things for $297. So they don't make much on the front end. It's all back end, but they make a lot on the back end. 
Well, they've changed their model now. They've actually got an online streaming platform for $10 a month. So now they're getting to the point where, but by the way, $10 a month times 12 months is 120 bucks. If you stay on for three years, there's your 360 bucks. And it's a digital product and it costs them. Okay. Let's just say it costs them a hundred thousand on the front end and they're doing a half a billion dollars a year on the back end. I mean, it's the, the markup is massive. They know they know their strength is to make money on the, the secondary products they sell, like the razors, right? I want to sell you the razors cheap so I can sell you the razor blades for more money, right? That's where we get all these. That's the old Gillette philosophy. That's also the um, um, you know make more money in the. That's what we talk about our lifetime value of the client. But anyway, I was just kind of this was kind of a neat. So so it's a, it sounds like a high tech thing, a SWOT analysis, strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. But really, it's something we all should be doing, especially this time of year that we talk about this type. Evaluate how's your year been, what's working, what isn't working. And I like your analogy to that. Let's look at our strengths and our opportunities. Those are the good stuff. That's the stuff that's working, and the and the weaknesses and the threats over here. And then we start talking about figure out where your strengths are and spend more of your time in those events, right? Figure out your weaknesses and delegate those or hire those out or come up with a solution where you don't have to solve the weakness, right? And then look at those threats and what's threatening your business and and, and how do we turn those into opportunities? I'm not good at follow-up. I'm not good at, uh, um, uh, well, people are coming into my market. Uh, I need better customer service and use that as opportunities. And then finally we say, what are these opportunities and pick the, the top two or three that are really gonna help your business the most next year. And that turns into your action items of what we're gonna do from the SWOT analysis. I'm gonna spend 90% of my time in the strengths and I'm gonna spend, the, you know, I'm gonna solve these top three opportunities and I'm gonna delegate out, you know, my top three weaknesses, right? So, so you can use this high tech, this is stuff they teach you in MBA school, but it's really a simplistic process. What's working, what isn't working, and how do we improve it? You just got to take the time to do it. But it's, the point is, it's like a crystal ball. You, yeah. you know where your business is going if you really take a look at it, do a little self-evaluation, right? Absolutely. And if you don't do it, well, it, it's a, you're lying to yourself because what you're, what you're, not, you're like trying to hide these things that are not going well. And Well, you even say, so too, we talked about you, uh, you've got a new real estate uh, coach. And you know, strengths, weaknesses, you've been in real estate a long time, that's your strengths, you know what you're doing. Weaknesses, you don't know this particular avenue of, of this, uh, what is securitization, uh, what, what was it called that? It was a syndication. 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 Right, that's your weakness, you don't know it, but you kind of understand it. So so the threat would be, gosh, it'll take me forever to do the onesie twosies, I want to go bigger, so the opportunity for me to go bigger, and why don't I hire a coach to help me solve my weaknesses and help me capture my opportunities, right? That would be your... I did the same thing on, on my other business. I hired a new coach, right? So what are my strengths? I'm really good once I get in front of people. Uh, weaknesses is we're all about systems and processes, but I'm better at taking a system and process and copying it and modifying it for my use. I'm much better at that than I am for coming up with something on my own. I'm better at just copying and just modifying, right? And, and what are the threats? You know, better customer service. Uh, well, bad customer service is, is a threat to all of us, right? Competition is a threat to all of us. So the more uh, customer service you can provide, the more value you can add on to your existing product. We talked about that instead of lowering your price, add more value. The more opportunity you have to keep the client longer term, to get more of their wallet share, to get them to have repeat transactions. So, so just in my life and your life, we've used a SWOT analysis, whether we call it that or not, in our evaluation of choosing our own coaches and, and growing our own businesses, our own personal economic section, right? 
Absolutely. And that's the, I will, I'll segue into that. Look, if you're having trouble in your business, get a coach. I mean, yeah. that's, get somebody who, who understands the process. I mean, that's what, I mean, we can help any business owner find 50, 75, $100,000 in their business without in, increasing your underlying cost to get that business. That's really what it, it boils down to. You know, that the, the reality is a coach is they've gone through the minefield. That's, I mean, if you hire a coach or you want to hire somebody who's been through the minefield before you, you know, I mean, don't just. Before they can help you get there quicker, faster, easier. They can help you avoid all the roadblocks. Right. So that's, what yeah. that's what we do in our coaching, our mastermind group is you're getting around like-minded people. You are the average of the five people you hang out with. I, I say that all the time. Apparently not everybody's heard that yet. So you are the the average of the five people you hang out with. You want to hang out with five successful business owners to help you become a successful business owner, to help you become a more successful business owner. That's what our group coaching, our mastermind is all about, is hanging out with, with smarter people or people that have been there and done that, right? Three things to be successful. You need commitment. You need a um, roadmap and a support group. Dave and I've got two out of the three. We got the roadmap and the support group. We need your commitment to take it to the next level. That's what you want to do. Take a look at your own SWOT analysis. Use it for your own crystal ball. And then when you need help, you come to people like us, right? Yeah. As you said, our, our, our irresistible offer, you can find any business owner, $50,000, $100,000 out spending a dollar more in advertising and marketing. That's a profit acceleration session. The idea is there are opportunities in your business. There are threats in your business. This is what we go through in that profit acceleration session. But there are opportunities you can capture that go right to your bottom line, right? Reach out to Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. We got our YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD. We got this website, ProfitabilityMD.com. And of course, the podcast, wherever you find your podcast. This is good stuff, man. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, do some uh, SWOT analysis over the uh, three-day, four-day holiday weekend and, and come back strong as we come in December. This is kind of the self-evaluation stuff. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Matt. We'll see. Bye, you. Thank you. Thank you. See you.